0: The scarehouse doors are wide open. It's Monday night. Come right on in. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. What what's up? It's,
1: it's not Monday.
0: What do you mean? What, what day is it?
1: It's Wednesday night.
0: Wait. It's it's Wednesday night. Na- are you sure?
2: I'm pretty sure. This
0: isn't Scarecast night. This is Turnbuckle night.
2: Honey, you're in the wrong house.
0: Oh no, I got to go find the boys. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Hey, folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, Dogcast every Friday, and Scarecast every Monday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter, and stay healed, baby.
1: Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuck Report. This is the people's host, Leland, feeling good tonight, ready to get on the mic. I got fire blazing out of this mic tonight. I got my two boys with me, the guy Chad. What's up, buddy? How's it going, my dude? Hey, happy 4th. Happy 4th of July. It is a patriotic one. It is a hot one. It is summer. I'm glad it's here. No sports, but it's here. Speaking of no sports... Sitting out during gym, the dog cast father himself, Joshua. What's up, brother?
2: Are you saying sit out during gym because I'm overweight? <laughs> because if you're going to fat shame me at the opening of the show, then I'm totally okay with it. What is up, my dudes? It's just those pepperonis, baby. I, love, just, them. You know I love them. You It is. If your nipples ain't the size of pepperoni slices from a New York's pizza, mm-hmm. are you even competing? No. Nope.
1: I mean, that is an that's an emphatic no it's got it here's the thing i like the salamis i like the genoa, not so much the genoa it's too soft i like that hard salami i like that pepperoni oh, yeah. guys tonight we have too much to talk about i don't know we might be on for two or three hours tonight not that's an old preacher joke preachers always say that at the, end of the beginning of their sermon They're like all right saddle in we got a lot to talk about tonight no are you we don't. the everlasting turnbuckle stoppers exactly Preachers never have that much to talk about. The the Bible hasn't changed in 10,000 years. So, our competition. There ain't no competition when you're this hot, baby. Ooh! In the camera. We have Fighter Fest, night one. We have SmackDown, Great American Bash, night one. And, a little treat tonight, we put together for our fans, the... Intercontinental Championship Mount Rushmore. That's right. We all three. In a world Rushmore, where Mount Rushmore, Rushmore is being Rushmore.
2: threatened to be torn down, Mount the Turnbuckle Report has created their own. Yeah.
1: That was your sound effect. That was. Just just for when people are listening to this and they're thinking that was at an end, that was your sound effect. That was amazing. I liked it.
2: Straight from my mouth. Straight from the dog-ass father himself.
1: I want to get into the Rushmore's, I know you guys have been working on it, but I'm going to put it on hold, I'm going to put it on ice right now, because I have got to talk about Fighter Fest Night 1, I know you guys are watching. First thing out the gate though, I don't want to talk about how great it is yet, because you guys may not think that, I did, clearly. Uh, Green American Bash Night 1, which kind of came out of nowhere, right? Fighter Fest Night 1, first of all, this kind of threw me, and and. You know, I, when I watch wrestling, I try to take a step back and only watch it as a fan. Because that's really all I am, right? Even though I've been watching it all my life, whatever. I'm still just a fan. And I've got to put that in perspective. But, you know, every now and then I watch it and I think, what's the behind the scenes on that? And that's the first thing I thought was the American Bash is you got AEW putting out Fighter Fest for the fans. Breaking it up into two nights. You know that Cody Rhodes is at the helm of this. Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega working hand in hand doing the booking on this thing here. And then all of a sudden, Great American Bash shows up, which is a complete knock to Cody Rhodes. How do you take it otherwise?
2: A pay-per-view on pay-per-view, it needed to happen. If they're gonna throw a war down and they're gonna put a pay-per-view on free TV, then they need to go ahead and have it to where they can go ahead and battle. That's what it felt like to me. I think it was
0: just straight up like, look, you guys wanna compete with us in ratings? We'll throw our own little free
1: pay-per-view. What do you think of that? See, and that's why I was kind of afraid to even bring it up on the show because I don't want to come off as that cynical wrestling fan that's just going to bitch about, oh, they took this shot and they took that shot. You know what? I'm I'm going to put that on the burner because I, I I don't feel that way 100%. The fan in me is sitting back going, holy shit, look at all this great wrestling we have. Finally, we have good wrestling on two different platforms. Uh, just like just like when we had WCW and WWF, now we finally have a good competition. My opinion may differ from your guys'. I think that Fighter Fest completely won week one, or night one rather. Uh, American Bash, you know, it was good. They put out there on their first night what they banner. Their women's division is fire. It is that it is gaining ground. Uh, they finished the night real strong with my man Dexter Loomis. I thought the match could have went a little further, could have went a little longer. I needed to see a little more brutality, but I remembered I was watching the PG WWE. What did you guys feel about American Bash, Josh? I know you had some opinion.
2: I feel overall it was actually better than Fighter Fest, my man. First night, at least. Uh, that's that. That's just me. That's just me. I do have to say though, the Drake Maverick match uh, was not very good. No. Not at Mighty all, Mighty Spud. Whatever the hell his name yeah, is. It's it would for me. It just if that match could have left. Um, the Sasha Banks match was okay, but the Drake Maverick mm-hmm. match was really the worst. Can thing I on say the something show. about that though? What
0: is is it Sasha and Bailey's job to just be the most annoying two people on the planet right now? Not really just being heels, but just be overly annoying. Like they showed up on every single show this week, and they were annoying. On every single show, and I got a headache when they showed up. In fact, when they showed up
1: on Raw, I didn't even want to watch. Oh man, I totally disagree. I think these two are over like Rover right now. Finally, so? I'm yeah, I'm looking at Bailey in a different light right now. I'm thinking, you know, they are hitting that uh, that kind of an obnoxious thing. But what do I want to see more than anything right now? And this isn't a slide on women. This is wrestling, folks. But I want to see those two get punched in the face. Has nothing to do with them being women. Has everything to do with them being professional wrestlers. It's
0: always good to be a heel to get your your face over. And they, and they're certainly trying to do that for their for the baby faces for their respective shows. But for sure. are we saying that there isn't a heel, a female heel on Raw that can get that done? Is Raw that shitty that they have yes. to bring those guys in to get the job done?
2: Yes.
1: Raw is literally that shitty. I feel sorry that every day Drew McIntyre wakes up holding that strap. Oh my God. He has to look in so the mirror and realize guy. that finally he got his push. Finally he got his time and he's representing the shittiest wrestling we've seen i don't know 20 years
0: yeah no i agree josh we were talking about this i was telling you that i felt like mcintyre was the guy like the best champ. And do you still feel like that's nick aldis to you or do you think mcintyre is working his way up the list even though he's on a shitty
2: show Mm, i think probably right now he's probably the best currently i mean wrestling kind of i don't know i don't know wrestling is just kind of uh (laughs) <laughs> There's no good uh, champions right now to be 100 honest with you because I feel like they the, they just don't have the same heart right now as they typically do and I think because the no crowd's starting to get to them you can only cheer in front of your friends for so long before you start to lose that drive and I think that's kind of where all of them are at I buy anymore. that you're so right I buy that so yeah you're the, so the, right man you hit the nail the, on the, the, the head. problem with that is that they're all they all could have been amazing all of them individually could have been great problem is is that they're all champions right now during the worst period not honestly it i feel sorry for every every champion currently besides bailey and sasha Banks. i can't stand them i is uh, yeah but i mean moxley
0: he he had that covet thing wasn't that the disappointment with fighter fest for you guys to know that moxley may not get in tonight night too
1: oh he's in he's in like sin though i mean now they now were always... kind of
0: they were promoing that that to be a match between him and brian cage after
1: fighter fest though. sure was that
0: was sure, that a word yeah.
2: What did you guys think about Taz? No, no, though? he was he was legitimate
1: he legitimately had a scare. What do I think about Taz? I think Boy Everything You're asking me there. a lot right now. Can I chew on can I chew on that for a second here before you give your answer? Because I want to answer you. Taz is a wrestler trying to be a good manager. Period. He is not he's Just trying like to Paul put him He no, he's not because he's trying to put himself over. What he should be doing is getting in these people's face and then hiding behind Brian Cage. He should not be getting in their face and then saying, I'm going to kick your ass. That's a wrestler trying to get himself over. I don't think he's legitimately trying to get himself over. I just don't think he knows any different.
0: Hmm. I think I can agree to that, but I, but I, I know what's going on here. This is AEW's version of Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar with Taz and Cage. I don't think it's working. It's not working because of what you just said. I was mm-hmm. trying to—I was trying to ponder on that, People's Host. I was thinking about. It. I was like, "What is it about this dynamic that isn't working? That I, that works with Paul Heyman and Brock?" And you said it. It's Taz trying to be a wrestler still, mm-hmm. getting himself over while still trying to get over Brian Cage, and it's not working. It's not working. And plus, you got Moxley out. You don't have, you know, you don't have Ambrose. Sorry moxley's you know mic skills kind of working against taz right now it's just taz on the mic you can't put taz out there by himself apparently maybe i'm wrong big dog might have another opinion but i feel like taz needs somebody to ad lib off of to go against otherwise you just put him on a mic and it just feels like he's just putting himself over you forgot that cage was even standing back there
1: josh did you have that same opinion when you asked that question
2: i did yeah i was kind of hoping you guys would go for that because taz playing that paul Heyman role I mean, literally, literally. This is what's driving me nuts. Okay, this is what's driving me nuts. AEW and WWE just whip their dicks out and they're pissing on each other the whole time. They're going, ha ha, ha, I'm pissing your face, I'm pissing your face, because all they're doing is stealing each other's shit. I mean, come on. So you go to fucking literally AEW. They're gonna dip Matt Hardy in there, and he's gonna go through all of his different all of his different phases. WWE, then, WWE, then next it. week goes. We're gonna do the same Fucking thing. Bray Wyatt, you're now every character you've even played, even Husky Harris. Uh, okay, oh no, you're and so now, right. AEW's like, you know what? They stole our stuff. You know, we're gonna be, we're gonna be Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Come on, we're gonna have, we're gonna have Taz be it. But we're gonna have our manager actually seem like he knows what he's doing. Unlike Paul Heyman, we're not gonna seem weak. Shut the fuck up, dude. I mean, your your storylines aren't working. Please scrap this early. Please scrap this early because that's what ruined the show for me. Fighter Fest so, was all Taz, huh?
1: So that one promo is what killed it for you, Josh?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I it's not so much that it killed it; it made me go, "Come on!" And then,
1: yeah, once no, I, I get it. in that, I come on.
2: It. Then I like watch the rest of it, and I go, "Come on!"
1: Mm-hmm. No, you definitely you do that, and and sometimes, I think that's kind of your curse being a wrestling fan because, you know, as people have listened to this show, they know that you, the Dog father himself, is all about the botches the technical side of it the storytelling understanding you know where the direction's going so when you get those when you get those uh those glasses on where it's like oh yeah i'm seeing right through this one you definitely turn it off for everything and that's i think that's a positive and a negative for you with what you just said though i I put a note here and i wanted to bring up on the show matt hardy or jeff hardy which one's more over to you guys josh will go with you
2: not even fucking close Not even close.
1: Matt Hardy's over more than Jeff Hardy. Way more. Okay, Chad.
2: You got more on that big dog? No, I mean, I was, no, I didn't, that, that Jeff, the Jeff Hardy angle needs to die faster than the Taz angle. I think I hate that Jeff or that Matt Hardy angle even more so now that they have Bray Wyatt trying to do
0: that. This is some kind of recovery process that brought, that Wyatt needed. I feel like the Wyatt character and the Fiend character was fucking working. They didn't need to mimic that already bullshit move that aew is doing with matt hardy so yes jeff hardy but for the win
1: so we got one matt hardy and one jeff hardy i'm gonna break the tide here i'm gonna go with jeff hardy i said it on previous shows i like the realism in wrestling um we may be hitting a little close to home with the whole alcoholic thing but you know what he's he's signing off on this 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 is this isn't anything there the wwe doesn't do anything unscripted anymore unfortunately they're, they're not doing anything unscripted so when when they when he's getting out there and he knows what's gonna happen here we get this has all been ran over so you know he's an adult saying yeah I can handle this even with my my past I like the realism behind it um I think I think him and sheamus are gonna be able to tear it up and have a good match um and really honestly that, that's what that's what sheamus needs that's good they
0: those two should be in the ring everything else is a cringe fest for me and and if if they would just drop this whole his alcoholism, I I, I get maybe they're trying to do that so that the, he can admit to his faults and it puts him over more with the fans as a face, but doesn't that feel like a cheap way to get over? Like, that's why I said, Matt, if I, I, I'd have gone with Jeff if they didn't have this cringe fest with his alcoholism. I'm just not over on that. It's getting annoying to me and I just don't want to keep, like, I can read the newspaper, guys. We know that he's he's got an alcohol problem. I just didn't need to see it on wrestling. You know, I want to escape that real-world shit and go to something a little more fun, and now that they're bringing that in, it takes away that for me. I, I might be on my own little island on that, but that's that's how I feel.
1: No, I, I think that's fair. Um, you know, wrestling's going to offer a whole a whole different flavors. I walk into Baskin-Robbins, and I only grab one out of 31, so there's going to be 30, 30 that I don't like. I get it. Sure. With that, Justin Roberts is back. And, man, is he looking sure tanned, is. and he's looking like the man. I gotta say, I'm listening to Justin Robertson, and, and I think I started thinking this, you know, being at a live event, and when did those happen? Holy shit, it feels like years ago since wrestling was live again, and uh, had a crowd in front of it. Justin Roberts, to me, he is, I think he's our Howard Finkel. I think he's the new Howard Finkel, because when I'm growing up and I'm watching old WWF, the Fink was the man, that was the voice, and we didn't realize he was the voice until he was gone. I always loved it when he said the Undertaker's name, though. The Undertaker. For sure, yeah. And you go back and you <laughs> listen to to, I would say 2015 on and hear Justin Roberts doing it. Uh, I'd say 2010, 2010 on and Justin Roberts just took that job and now he's over at AEW and I think I appreciate him more now that he was gone for a little bit. Honestly, um, I liked him. And, you know, he had some. I've always I always liked him. Yeah, he had. He has some eye candy in there that, that filled in for him, but man, I'm, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back.
2: Back again. He is back. He's back again. To announce.
1: One more comparison I have, and I don't know if it's fair, but it's just something that I wrote down here when I was watching Fighter Fest. You got week one, night one. Jericho is on the mic. He is uh, do a color commentary. We've seen this in the past. We've seen a lot of wrestling uh, uh, wrestlers do this in the past. The com- color commentators, see if they can handle it. I got to tell you, and I'm looking at the video. I see you laughing, chat. I know you're going to have some some meat on the bone here. But Jericho, f- for me, boy, I may get some hate on this one. He may be the next Bobby Heenan for me. I agree, but <laughs> the reason I was laughing <laughs> I didn't is because every time
0: Pineapple Pete's on camera... Oh Every God. time Pineapple yep. Pete's on camera, he's like, "I hate Pineapple Pete. Fucking hate it. that guy."
1: And that, and that's why he reminds me of Bobby Heenan, because Bobby Heenan would, would go to that level. Would, you know, he would, the the Taker, Undertaker. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh boy, fired. Dump Ultimate show. Warrior would. Old, oh my God, I'm so fired. Thank you, folks, for having me. People, yeah, <laughs> <so laughs> the
2: last time I'm he was ever going to be trying to sing talk. a red
0: hot Chili Pepper song.
1: Ultimate Warrior would come running out to the crowd and, and to the ring, and he would be on fire. Everybody would be screaming. He's on fire. And all you would hear Bobby yeah. he,
2: look would Bobby he on, on fire. Literally Someone on fire. Put that man out.
1: <laughs> and all you could hear Bobby Heaton say is, oh, he's got to be winded. I mean, that's that was just the, the, the dark, the subtle humor, I guess, that I really appreciated, and I think Jericho's bringing uh man i'm really i I really love the jericho's on there i'm really pumped about his match with the orange Cassidy, night too so we've compared fighter fest one fighter and and great american bash i do i do want to put put out there though can they please just figure out what they're going to do with hangman page and kenny omega if we're going to have these two have an angle let it happen well, and, and that's the thing, Chad, and I knew, I knew when I wrote this note, you were going to say some shit like that. And the reason I, I I just, I knew it is because I like a slow build. I get a slow build, but you can't go from one week of hangman turning his, his shoulder every time. And the next thing you know, they're, you know, Omega's cheersing the milk and Kenny O's, you know, are and hangman's cheersing the bourbon. And now you go on ProWrestlingTees.com, not a plug, but you can go there to get shirts. And they've got a t-shirt that has milk and, and, and bourbon cheersing together. And then the very two weeks later, now we've got them feuding again. So they took a little break off. Now they're feuding again where Hangman, Hangman's doing those subtle moves where he's turning his shoulder. Oh my God, what is going to happen? Just fucking get to it already. <laughs> With that, the TNT title match, G- Cody Rhodes, Jake Hager... This created some controversy. Um, Jake Hager sure did get a stiff uh, a stiff upper lip uh, to the referee there. He caught himself 10 days off of that, man. Um, True 10 days. That's the realest.
0: He fucked up and he yeah. made a mistake, and that is the realest thing that's ever happened in wrestling ever real.
1: <laughs> man, he shot that dude, didn't he? I mean, he just, yeah, I he know just it's gave word, him a but... jab.
0: Whenever they post this shit on Twitter they're like, oh, yes, Jake Hager's got, you know, 20 days suspension for hitting a ref. I'm like, fucking that's a work, guy. Like, come on. We know. We know. Josh knows. I can see him.
2: I know. Crossed arms. Don't Chuck. Some he knows. Shit. He knows it's a work. <laughs> it's a it's work. A, Let me back something up really quick before I get in here and throw little, the people's elbow. Let's back this up. So if, if, hey, if hey, you're going to compare Chris Jericho, then that means that he's technically he's at the end of his his reign. Because if he as soon as he sees you start breaching into the announcer role, That's what it feels like? You're towards the end. Is that what you're you're saying? I would say he could make a easy transition. So yes. Okay. So here's why I'm going to start out with this. Chris Jericho is number 4 on my Mount Rushmore for Intercontinental Champions because Chris Jericho deserves to be up there. For everything he's went through, but mic drop. Should he be a color commentator? Easily, I think. Once you've went through everything and you're good on the mic, if, if they would be foolish if anybody loses the chance to have him as a commentator. We have. So we agree it's not too soon for Jericho, but it's way too
1: soon for Samoa Joe. Way too <laughs> soon for Samoa Joe. Is Samoa Joe gonna have to go to AEW or Ring of Honor to make that push again? Is WWE? Oh,
2: is WWE going to give him a shot? If Samoa Joe goes over to AEW, WWE needs to start figuring out finances because that'll end them. I can guarantee you that right now.
1: Whoa, that is a bold move. Wow, you,
0: dude. If he goes over there as a heel, Josh is dead right. Oh, he AEW is going to get the win every Samoa night. Samoa Joe WWE is, is, is like one shit. of my
2: favorite heels because I used to love Taz, and I I feel like Samoa Joe plays that Taz character even better than he does. I mean, he's so believable. You'd have to turn MJF face, because you don't need another heel anymore.
1: No, you got then your I don't heel. want him going. Then I don't want him going, because MJF's the no. greatest, face, they would, greatest heel see, in, if the right right, the greatest if in the business Samoa Joe is the greatest heel in the business. If AEW
2: played that right, totally disagree. it could be like a superhero universe, which Cody Rhodes already likes. Okay, hear me on this. So why get rid of these ultimate heels? Why not have multiple? Like, it, like for instance, you're gonna have the Joker, but you're also gonna have the Riddler, and you're also gonna have Two-Face. So, why not play that in? If you had Samoa Joe as the most badass hill, and then you have, you know, our boy, also the most badass hill, I mean, why not have them both? It leaves it open.
1: Well, I'll tell you why because the Joker's number one, and then everybody else is second. MJF is number one, and everybody else is second.
0: Mm. Not always. I don't know, man. I feel like Samoa Joe's right there. Samoa Joe's very close. Samoa Joe is a hell of a heel. I know you can't deny that. You might say that MJF is the best heel that's ever come into the business right now.
1: Samoa Joe is stiff as shit. And and he shouldn't be that stiff that far Dude, in the imagine game. Imagine this.
2: So you have like a money in the bank style match, okay? Imagine this. So okay. you have you. them win, and you have the heel in the match. Let's say you have uh Samoa Joe. He goes he goes out there. And wins it in the shadiest way, okay? The hill, right? As he mm-hmm. wins it, MJF walks out with a Money in the Bank style thing, takes it from him. Hill on hill, it's it's like it's like it's like the mob. It's like you kill that mob boss, I'm gonna kill you off. I, you know, I'm gonna get you what I want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right? I would gotcha. love that heel versus heel match, And mm-hmm.
0: MJF versus Samoa Joe. I would pay. Huge money huge. to watch those two wrestle as both being healed.
2: Let me tell you, here's what will end WWE. What does
1: that accomplish, though?
2: What what wouldn't that accomplish? You put Go a ahead, heel Joe. over
0: more so, I guess.
2: At the end of the day, Go ahead, at the end of the, end of the day, kayfabe's dead. So what is that going to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Entertainment. That's what we're looking for here, and I'm just looking for something to entertain me. No, it's how is it going to accomplish entertainment if you don't have the good guy rising above? Because nowadays... That's that's old, it's old school. wrestling thought, though. That's for sure. I, I, I would say now nowadays, people like that villain on villain. People like that hero on hero. Because that makes the heroes turn villain, and the villains kind of turn a hero. That's kind of what everybody's looking for right now. No one's looking for a pure hero or a villain. Everyone wants that anti-hero.
0: Who's that guy in Impact that you love, Leland? Who's that guy in Impact you love? The the heel on Impact. What was his name? Good day, hey, Junior. The heel don't mean to impact. put you on the spot. You are put the impact the spot. heel. You, Sammy something. Uh, Sammy. Uh, Callahan. Oh, Sammy Callahan. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, he's disgusting. Love him.
0: Brian Cage versus Sal- Sammy Callahan. Heel
1: versus that was working. The impact it's was been, doing it. I don't know. It's been done and it sucked in my opinion. All right. That's Fair okay, I guys. I think and agree to disagree, but
0: we, we I, you should would still we should. pay good money to watch that match. At the end of the day, you would love to watch MJF versus Samoa Joe.
1: At the end of the day, I'm going to pay money to watch MJF first versus a fucking broom. <laughs> I fucking love MJF. Period. You put you put in the I don't care who you put him in. You put him in with my empty bourbon glass, and I don't give a shit. You're I'm gonna passionate pay money about to see this, it. man.
0: You're because MJF
1: passionate. is the best heel. In in the business right now and could be give him ten years the best heel in the business, period.
0: Okay. And Fighter Fest was up. a B minus for me.
1: Okay, and that's fine because Fighter. You know what? I'll agree with you, Chad. Fighter Fest was about a B, C plus B, B. You know, I'd give it that. Absolutely. But MJF's business that he did in the ring, I'll take it. That's an A plus for me all day long because he, he told put the over, best story.
0: Okay. He put over everybody in the ring. He even put over fucking Wardlow. He put exactly. over Wardlow. He put over fucking Jungle Boy. He put over which, by the uh, way, Rex, Wardlow didn't need it at all.
1: Luchasaurus and Wardlow put on a clinic that big men just don't do in this business anymore. I thought I was watching Kane Taker from two, 2000. I would agree with and,
0: that, uh, Josh. You've been waiting for those big oh, dudes in AEW. You've been that
2: was my for f- so that that was the only thing I liked about that entire show. That's the only thing I liked about it. You got the floor, buddy. Take it. That the, the, the they finally gave us that big man on bit big man, and I knew it. I knew for how athletic Luchasaurus was and how athletic Warlu was. I've been saying this since fucking day one. You put those two fuckers together, and you're gonna have pure big dude magic. And what did you guys have?
1: Oh, they were doing shit that that big men Fuck. should not be doing. Her it was, burattos, you it was, was, like he was moving he like a, a the cruiserweight, the cruiserweight man. Show.
2: Exactly. It was like you're watching Cruiserweight, Mm -hmm. but it's all these big fuckers. That's what you needed. That's what wrestling needed.
1: Yeah, I think AEW put themselves on a bigger stage, on a bigger platform with that performance right there.
0: I give that match an A. That was a really good match. A plus. Uh, And just MJF putting on the ring. Everything he did, he put over literally every fucking person in the ring. He did his job and then some. Yes, he's a good heel. He's definitely better than fucking WWE's top heel. Uh, Corbin, fuck oh, that guy. Come on, uh, he's, he's got, shit. I got go away. I'm so done with that guy. He, I, I don't know why WWE thinks that's their fucking heel. He's shit. Fucking make Jeff Hardy go heel. I don't, anybody, just fucking get rid of that Corbin don't make Turn Jeff face. Hardy go heel. Put him as a mid card. Get <laughs> him the fuck out second. of there.
2: Pump the brakes for a second. We don't need to make Jeff Hardy <laughs> go heel. Anybody else but him, please. I'm just saying, I'll take anything over Corbin. But Corbin's not necessarily
1: the problem. It's the gimmick. The King of the Ring gimmick is dated. It's old. We don't need it anymore. The best King of the Ring, number one, was Harley Race. The second was Booker T. In the story, stop the gimmick or die. Booker
2: T drove King, that Booker. gimmick to the fucking ground and buried it. So please don't, yes. don't dig that shit up. Because that is <laughs> tr- fucking garbage. I've hated that angle. I. That's what Corbin's trying to do, Booker my friend. T used to be one of my favorite big wrestlers. Big dog. And as soon as he fucking went to... Big dog. That's what they're he- trying to do with Corbin.
0: They're digging back up old fucking old why, shit.
1: Why that they're kind like, of here, gimmick? Here, somebody WWE, thinks Corbin's doing a good WWE job. Why
2: dig up the shit gimmicks? It's like they're in the fucking pet cemetery. I mean, they're going to go dig up some shit, and it comes back worse <laughs> than it was before.
1: Have you seen Vince McMahon? He's like 108 years old, man. He's gonna relinquish. Here
2: pretty soon we're gonna have the dentist come out. Oh,
1: the old um, storyline,
2: sir. Like fucking oh, it. We're They have... were wonderful, sir. Here, the food here St. St. is here's what's gonna happen. Here pretty fucking soon Daniel Bryan's dad's gonna be dead. <laughs> uh, They're gonna be at a funeral. And you're gonna have fucking Baron oh, Corbin shit. come in and drive away with the casket, and you're gonna have Daniel Bryan climbing on the top, going, Aah. Like, Jesus fucking <laughs> cur- That's the <laughs> angle they're going with. we are going back to all the old shit. The old oh, angles, sir. They
1: were so good, sir. Oh, the angles in the WWE, son, late 90s were beautiful. <laughs> we should redo them, sir. I'm sorry, Josh. You were going on a massive rant, and I love it. And I think Chad He and I is not wrong, sh- though. They are we're literally just pulling up old here. gimmicks and there saying, hey, hey, guys, remember 1998? Well, here you go. Well, on the same lines of old gimmicks, we have a list here. We've created a Mount Rushmore's. We've already got Josh's number four of Chris Jericho. Chad, I want to start with fives. We're going to go around the table. Chad, what's your number five on your Mount Rushmore for IC Intercontinental Championship title?
0: You know, so I I was going back and forth on my number five because at the end of the day, I wanted to give it to The Miz. But when you hear my number five, you'll understand why I just couldn't go with The Miz. Because mm-hmm. even though he was a badass in his own right, he's been an intercontinental champion a ton of times. I guess an old soul, man, I had to give it to the honky-tonk man. The honky-tonk man was was a worker in and out of the ring. I just, I look, I watched a lot of his old matches. I was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm going to just give it to the honky-tonk man. I can't give it to the Miz.
1: Yep. I remember the days that he broke Jake the Snake's Robert's head with a freaking... Shoot guitar. So, yeah. on so
2: guitar. Number five. Josh, go. Here's the thing. I don't know why we picked five people because Mount Rushmore only has four people. So, I did not pick a fifth person. Because I like five. Five's a good number. I'm glad you pointed that out for our fans, first of all. Because our fans are okay, going to exactly. shit on us. Exactly. So, today i to it to the big dog. I'm the coolest of them all. Anyways, cool things aside. If I had to pick a, f- a fifth, it would be <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart he's my gatekeeper to the mount rushmore
1: keymaster. so uh your number one is your key master then right <laughs> of course it is <laughs> absolutely yeah. my number five i created this list because of what i saw my number five is aj styles i like what he's doing i like the strap is on him right now this guy is a living legend i love what i'm saying <laughs> number five aj styles for the people's host He's so good, but uh, it's so it's so young yet for him, you know? It's a good pick. Uh, I liked his original run with the Intercontinental. I believe this is his third run with it. Um, he hasn't missed a beat. I'm loving it. Although I did notice on Friday he didn't take off his shirt. I get it. I don't always take off my shirt in public either. But I'm also 300 pounds. 301 to be exact. Uh, but he's not. He's cut. He's lean.
2: Not sure why he didn't take off his shirt. Lean mean, green bean, can of bean, happens. piccolo.
1: Back around the table. Back around the table. We've already got Josh's number four at Jericho. I don't think anything else needs to be said there. Jericho's the man. He um it's tough that he's not I had a tough time not putting him number one, honestly. But when you hear my number uh, so one, you're gonna see why. Let I me go
2: ahead and there. back that up, and here's the reason why. Everybody on my list besides uh all of them, they were all heels. I feel my heart that the best Intercontinental Champion, that best United States Champion, is always gonna be a heel. That is a heel's belt. So everyone on my list, just for everybody at home, needs to know that everyone's a heel, and Chris Jericho is one of the best of all time. Number four.
1: So, yeah, I mean, before you go, I know Chad, you're chomping. My number four was, as well, Chris Jericho. Uh, Fans, we did not go over this list at all. the guy was wanting to do that before the show. I wouldn't let him do it. We had no discussion. So uh, it's just coincidence. Number four for me was also Chris Jericho. A lot of those same reasons. I mean, he is—he everything he touches, he's the king Midas of wrestling at this point. Everything he touches turns into gold. Uh, Chad, your number four.
0: Uh, my number four is Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> and now some people, uh, Hockey Talk Man's five. Cody Rhodes number four. Like that dude went on and did other things. He wasn't in the WWE along with him. He held it for two 200- hundred. And 36 days, okay? Fourth nice longest plug, reign nice in stat. WWE. And Saturday, he brought legitimacy back Saturday. to the belt. I don't know. Cody just kind of brought it back. It was like, I don't know if he was just trying to play tribute to his dad or whatever, but he brought some legitimacy back to the belt. He became that workers' champion, the, you know, every week I'm going to put the title up kind of champion. And that's what I loved about it.
1: Good pick. I can't argue. What's your number three?
0: You know, my number three is Brett the Hitman, huh, baby?
1: Love okay, you got, him, you
0: got him a little higher than Josh does. Great. I, I love Hitman. Um, his 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 entire time in the WWE, back when he was in tag teams, when he was an Intercontinental Champion, when he was helping put over young talent. Everything that he did in his tenure was just gold. What, what I you know, Ric Flair status
2: almost. I don't know. Hitman was the man.
1: That's fair. Put that I put him there. That's fair. Josh, you're number three.
2: Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. Razor Ramon, Mm -hmm. no one other than number three for me. Razor Ramon's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, So I'm going to have to put him three.
1: I get it. I knew Razor was going to fall on your list somewhere. I don't know how I knew that. I just knew it. My number three coming in strong, Randy the Macho Man Savage. Interesting. That's right. I don't think it goes any further. I I think of when I think of Icy... I think of two people more obviously because we're only on three, but I do think of Rod, man, Randy Macho Man Savage before I think of his uh, heavyweight title run.
2: Good pick, Josh. Let's change it up. What's your number two, brother? Uh, this guy. Uh, he's got the moves and he drives the girls wild. I'm talking no one other than HBK, my man. <clears throat> he's a
1: sexy boa. Thanks. Gotcha. Boy.
2: I'm not your boy toy. I'm a little uh, curious
1: why. Uh, why uh, now? I'm really curious to see who your number one is because I really thought your number one was going to be Shawn Michaels. Um, why Shawn Michaels at two, without giving away sure. your number
2: one? Shawn Michaels is the best wrestler in wrestling history, so he deserves that number two spot above everybody else because nobody else is number one. So in that case, you have to put him who's the best wrestler. So, for me, HBK is number two. But, being the belt, there's more than just being a good wrestler. It's the persona that you live behind it.
1: Bam. Period on the sentence. Chad, number two. I'm not your boy, toy, Sexy
2: boy. HBK, baby.
0: And I got to tell you. I got to tell you. The reason that I went with Brett, number three. HBK, number two. Is simply because those guys were putting on clinics week after week. The rivalry between those two were amazing. Plus... Sean was in a lot more meaningful matches than, than, than I feel, Leland, correct me if I'm wrong, than Hitman. I feel like Sean, HBK did a lot more meaningful matches in the WWE where a lot of what, you know, what was going on with, with Brett was just matches to get there. Not meaningful, but just to get there, if you will.
1: I think Sean with his, with his mix of the DX faction gives that persona um but brett being on my mount rushmore of all time period i think brett had more of a has more of a catalog if you will but that's just my opinion my number 2 coming in strong kurt henning mr perfect himself Good when thing. i when i think of mr perfect i think specifically of the work he did with brett hart to put him over and to put him on the map he knew at a time in this business uh, where he was champ he was IC champ. He was the worker's worker. He was the best. And he he identified what, what Brett could bring to the table and, and graciously uh, you know, gave him the honors. You don't see that a whole lot in wrestling anymore. You're seeing it a little bit. I see Jericho doing it, but that's that old school stuff, man. You just don't see a whole lot of it. So I had to put perfect at number two. Here is what everybody's been waiting for. But they've been waiting 37 minutes into this show to hear what our number one is. Chad, I want to hear your number one. Give it to me.
0: I'm just going to say that when I was picking my number one, it came down to between two guys. One was being Razor Ramon. But then I started thinking about it a little harder, and I decided it has to go to Macho Man Randy Savage. And simply because his, the way he treated Miss Elizabeth, how he acted inside the ring, that cocky attitude, that holier-than-thou cream rises to the top, Macho Man Randy Savage. It's just everything that he, how he worked with that title. Putting in all those faces week after week. I just
1: I, I just couldn't think of anybody else that was better than Macho Man Randy Savage. He is your George
2: Washington. Josh, who do you got in that po- in that position? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pick Macho mm-hmm. Man Randy Savage, too. Definitely number one for me. Macho Man. Should have saw that coming. I don't know why I'm a little blindsided by that. Anything you want to add that hasn't already been said? No. No i mean the randy savage just speaks speaks for himself it, he, he's on the mount rushmore it have to be for this my number
1: three was randy savage i think i gave a good reason why everybody is thinking that's listening on this show that is a turnbuckle fan because i know you're a nut i know you're crazy for this turnbuckle stuff you're thinking Bret hart's my number one because you know i'm all about that hitman well, folks, I will not disappoint. Actually, I will. Shawn Michaels is my number <laughs> one. I put Shawn Michaels on this list, and as you notice, fans, I didn't even put Bret Hart on this Intercontinental title, Mount Rushmore, because when I think Bret Hart, I think of heavyweight. But we're not talking about Bret, we're talking about Shawn Michaels. Guys, you said it. You put the exclamation points on the on the sentences. Shawn Michaels, I think of that first time he wins the title, uh, him kicking Marty Jannetty giving him the super kick, which used to be a finisher. Now it's just a uh, basically an arm drag in wrestling nowadays. But he, hits, he hits Marty Jannetty, knocks him through the glass, goes on for his first run as a solo, wins the Intercontinental title, carries that back and forth for two years to finally match up with Bret Hart for the heavyweight championship in an Ironman match in 1994. I love that Shawn Michaels is my number one. He is my Washington. The reason I wanted to create this list was Shawn Michaels. Guys, you we we were pretty similar on all this. The only the only variances was it looks like Bret Hart. And now I'm kind of sad that I didn't put him there, but I look at my list. I'm pumped that I had him there. Any parting words on your Mount Rushmore's?
2: Can I make one statement that might sway you to put Macho Man as number one? Yes. When you think back to wrestling, what's the greatest rivalry in wrestling history? Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Oh, man, I was thinking Macho Man, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan. I was not a Mega
1: Powers guy. That was Chad. I, I I thought that was lame, and I saw every move coming. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, 94 to 97, every step of the way I'm there.
2: You know damn well I am a Macho Man, Hulk Hogan era fan right there. That's... that's I know that. Big man, big man. Oh, man, they cut the sickest promos. I'm sorry, that... Can you at least agree that the promos that came out of their matches and their friendship are the best in wrestling history? Would you agree or no?
1: Mount Rushmore promos—they are my Washington. I would give okay. you that absolutely. Okay. Good I, I'll give you that. You know, but whether you're heel or whether you're babyface, you do you, baby.
2: Oh,
0: This has been a DogCast production.